kind of obvious. And I'm sorry, but first of all, the guys, the guys saying this, <laughs> yeah. let's see your pictures. Exactly. This isn't, yeah, this was like a whole thing yeah. on Twitter. Hi, and welcome to the Savage Podcast. I'm Rose, also known as Cheap Lazy Vegan on YouTube. And I'm Daniel, one of your favorite guest stars on Cheap Lazy Vegan's YouTube channel. We're two friends who love to talk about the latest trending topics. So get comfortable and join us while we give our savage take on just about everything. You are currently listening to the previous episode of this podcast, but if you would like to listen to this week's episode and get some exclusive content, go over to patreon.com slash the savage podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the savage podcast. Hello, everyone. Mm. (laughs) How are you doing, Rose? Oh, God, guys, if you could only hear the things that Daniel says to me before we start recording. To get Rose in the mood, you mm, know? We had a little bit of a argument just Lover, now. Lover's quarrel. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't get any of the benefits of a, of a lover. We oh just God. get the quarrel. Oh, God damn. <laughs> God damn. Anyway, hello, guys. It's Welcome back to another episode. <laughs> it's going to be a fun time. It is going to be a fun time. Mm. It's literally a week until we're potentially leaving. I might well, not I don't know. You might be kicked off this trip based on your behavior <laughs> today. <laughs> So I should probably cancel my flight, guys, at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you can still go. You can just do your own thing, Daniel. Maybe that's what I'll I don't do. Know if, I don't know if I want to share a room with you anymore. Oh, God dang. <laughs> All right, guys. Anyway. <laughs> it's fine. We're yeah. cool. I made Daniel apologize to me. Yes. <laughs> he said something very mean. It was mean. It was. <laughs> and I apologize. I, well, I forced you to. I so know, that, is that really truly an apology? No. I guess not, but I didn't mean it like a serious thing, mm. and I think you took it the wrong way. Oh, oh, <laughs> the gaslighting! Oh, anyway, interesting. An- anyway, guys, was um, that mansplaining or <laughs> gaslighting, guys? It was I ma- took it the wrong way. It was gaslighting. Um. <laughs> anyway, uh, so unfortunately, there's no new Patreons. But yes, guys, it's all your fault. It I'm is. Just um, but if you haven't already, check out our Patreon page, guys. Patreon.com slash The Savage Podcast. We do every episode there a week early and you get exclusive content um, every single month. And you get access to our a vast library of uh, exclusive monthly episodes. Bonus content. And mm-hmm. this month we... Was it this month? Or was it for July? July. Yeah, this month. Oh, God damn, it's still July. It is still July. So July, we did a... Uh, Personality test. Personality test. Yeah. And we were testing how much we know each other. Um, mm-hmm. We, I know Daniel very well, according to the results of the test. <laughs> but I, f- I feel like the test was a little bit rigged, though. Well, because Daniel's in denial, as no. always. <laughs> if, you anyway. g- if you guys watch the video, you'll see, like, when we're doing the questions, we, like, did them for each other. No. And you can see that Daniel, if you look overall... The quiz does not lie. The quiz does. Um, the quiz does not lie. <laughs> overall, the amount of questions that I got exactly the same as what Rose was saying, what for her, was way higher than the well, amount of questions we, that you No, that's got the assumption that you have, but we did not sit down and actually compare. And actually, for some of the ones, uh, some of it was very off, Daniel, so that's probably what it was. I don't agree. Mm-hmm. You guys will have to watch out, watch the video and <laughs> decide for yourself. Somebody do Maybe a tally. Maybe make a tally. Yeah, do a tally and then well, you can come back to me. Well, clearly some of the ones that you got differently are the ones that made the difference. Made a bigger difference. But mm-hmm. I, that's why I think it's rigged. It's stupid. It's not rigged. It's a stupid test and I hate it. <laughs> Who's it rigged for, Daniel? <laughs> Wim- women. Mm, interesting. Because the world is catered to women, it right, is. Daniel? It is. Anyway. 
Should we start an alpha male podcast? I think we should because there's not enough of them. <laughs> there's not enough. There's, you know, I don't know of any off the top of my well, head. Well, I don't know so. of any that has a straight woman and a gay man as the hosts. Being like an alpha male. Yes. Yeah. Like a traditional <laughs> values. Podcast. Well, I feel like, I feel like I'm not going to be like, I feel like neither of us are going to bring that masculine energy. That's true. And also yeah. maybe I should just know my place. Right. You should. So. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel, you have no place as a gay man in this world. What's have, your place? My place according is... According to the alphas of the world. My place is um, strung, <laughs> is, is, in is, a, is in a prison, shot. Oh, no. Or stabbed with a shank. Yeah, I wonder if they disrespect women more or gay men. I wonder what it was. Oh, that's it's a tough one. It's a tough one because <laughs> you know, the, one. the women they attack... But then they still want. Yes. They still they still have that desire, that <laughs> sexual desire yeah. there. Whereas gay men are just considered garbage to them. But a lot of them are closeted. So this is true. they might actually enjoy the men more. <laughs> this is very true. So guys, the first story that I wanted to talk about, it's a little bit of a non-story, but I feel like it's still it's making headlines everywhere. Yes. Um, Rose and I decided to take the leap of faith and we went and <laughs> we went and watched it. That's very dramatic. We just went to watch a movie. <laughs> Add a little bit of drama to this podcast, mm, Rose. Mm. The flair. The drama started before we started recording. Mm. Too bad we weren't recording then, guys. Well, I have if some... only you could hear the things Daniel says I to me. I have it on video. Oh, well, I you're can, not going to post it. I know you won't. I could leave it in if you would like. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, you know, Daniel, because you are still my friend, I would still like to shed you in a good light. So okay. That's so sweet of you, Let's Rose. not ruin your public image. Thank you. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but, uh, basically we went to go see the Barbie movie. Yes. Thoughts? Um, I was going to ask you your thoughts. Rose. <laughs> well, we discussed it already, didn't we? Not on the podcast. <laughs> Not on the podcast, no. but in person. Yeah. Um, okay. <clears throat> it was good. Yeah. It was good. I enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. It was, uh, obviously a lot of money went into it. Clearly yeah. the set was like beautiful. It was very Barbie-esque. Yep. You know, um, I thought that the concept was like good yeah. generally. Um, I think it's a bit overhyped. That's yes. my personal view. Um, people make it seem like it's like, I don't know, like maybe I'm just cynical. No, but <laughs> I do, you know, yeah. What do honestly, you Honestly, <laughs> again, it wasn't a bad movie. I enjoyed it. Like it was like, it's one of those movies that you watch. You're like, okay, cool. That was a good movie. Was it a fantastic movie? No. Was it like, a lot like, of people think it is. I know. Was it like mind blowing? No. It was like a, an easy watch movie. Basically. It's like one of those, like kind of like feel good, like kind of cheesy, but mm-hmm. like, you know, overall the story was pretty decent. Like it wasn't, it wasn't terrible. It was a good movie, but I agree. I think it has been so overhyped. They spent a lot of money on marketing. Huge. They were saying that <clears throat> in this article, it says that they're soon going to reach the billion dollar club. So apparently Barbie has exceeded all expectations and has like blown through the box office. Really? Okay. And I think it was its second week or its third. No, second weekend was last weekend maybe. Yeah. And again, they've like hit records. Right. Yeah. I like, think it's like the high. I mean, this could be wrong, but I think it's like from a female director, it's like the highest grossing movie or something. It is. Yeah. Right. It's the highest grossing debut from oh, a interesting. Director. Yeah. It's her debut film? Yeah. I'm pretty sure she's had films before. After achieving the biggest ever bo- oh. US box office debut for a movie by a female director. I think that just means like box office debut. Oh, like when it got released. When the movie came out, it's a debut, but not a debut for the director. Uh, I don't think that's what it means. Uh, okay. Anyway, either way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess it's uh it's a huge deal. Well, and I think too, like people are making it seem, and I don't know, this is just my take on it, about how it's like so 
controversial and like well, the thing is, it's not controversial, but yeah. it's the it's the conservative people that are saying it's contra that are making it controversial. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, obviously, it has you know a certain messaging. I'm sure a lot of you guys have seen it already. Yeah. I guess we won't ruin it. Yeah, we're not gonna ruin it. <clears throat> not that like anything crazy happens in no. terms of there isn't like some crazy plot twist. No. But either way, it has like a very feminist uh, agenda mm-hmm. essentially. So. I mean, should we explain it a little bit? (laughs) No, I don't think we should go because you guys go watch it. Yeah, you can go watch it. I think the thing is, even from the beginning, you had these like two worlds. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go into too much detail about it, but one world was dominated by females. Yes. And the other one dominated by males. Yes. But it's interesting. Like there was never a middle ground. Do you know what I mean? Like, but I well, I think that's the criticism. But I think yeah. at the end, that's, that was the kind of consensus. No, because at the end when they were like kind of talking, well, I, I mean, obviously, obviously they're not going to go from you know a compl- okay so basically barbie world is like dominated by you know women yeah. obviously barbie world yeah. and then like the real world is the patriarchy right and then the thing is so they anyway at the end i, I can't explain it without giving it away i know that's basically, true basically i think at the end they did kind of like uh have a little bit of a discussion yeah. you know like the part where there was like an there was definitely some parts where you kind of felt for the ken i don't know how much to describe it oh, you felt for the kens a little bit mm. because basically i mean i i think this part is fine to say yeah. basically in barbie world ken is like the secondary character yeah which is kind of how it is in you know because barbies are made for for girls yeah and barbie is the main thing whereas yeah. ken is like kind of the afterthought of yeah. barbie and that they kind of play that out in the, you know, in the Barbie world in that aspect. Mm-hmm. And then later on, anyways, like basically I felt like there was that, that conversation after things start to change. Ken like talks to Barbie when Ken's like, you know, being the new Ken. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he starts to talk to Barbie and then he's like, how does that feel? Yeah. So I felt like that part was a little bit like, yeah. you know, oh, now we're seeing, you know, like how it feels to be on the other side. And I thought at the end, I think the reason why we didn't see a complete, you know, mixture of the Mm. two worlds is because it it was just the beginning of just getting things back to the way it was. If that makes sense. I think like eventually, you know, the, I thought the premise was that eventually it will lead to a world where there is more equality. Mm. I don't know if that, I don't know if I'm describing this well because it's yeah. hard to like say things without spoiling it. Without a spoiler alert. But basically I think a lot of people when they watched it, especially conservatives, they thought this is a man hating movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, fuck the man, blah, blah, blah. But I don't right. think that's necessarily right. it, what it, I was getting. It's not because like even with, with Ken and I think this isn't revealing too much, but there's this, <laughs> a scene where Ken goes, well, bar- at the beginning Barbie says, Ken's like, Hey, can I stay over? Basically. Right. And she goes, no, I'm really sorry. It's girls night tonight. Yeah. And actually it's girls night every single night. And yes. He, and he was just like, oh. <laughs> and then later there's like a flip where yes, he goes, it's boys I mean. night every night. He's like, how do you feel? How does that make you feel? Yes. Okay. So basically, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't feel like that's revealing too much. I mean, sure. I mean, I feel like it's fine. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not revealing too much. Yeah. Um, and then I think at the very end, there was like a moment where Barbie does say something like, it didn't have to be girls night every night. Yeah, it, she does. So that's what yeah. I mean by I feel like there's a little bit of a resolution. Yeah. We don't see the full resolution because obviously things like that would take. I mean, obviously, if we were to take this literally, mm-hmm. if we were to actually get full equality, it would take many, many years. Yeah. But we do see some level of 
you know, understanding of both sides, I mm. think. Anyway, well, look at us dissecting this. Damn, <laughs> getting deep into Barbie. So anyway, I thought it was, I, I thought I had a good message. Overall, like, I did like the message. Yeah. I liked the movie. Again, like we said, I didn't think it was like, oh my God, my mind is blown. I'm in tears. Like a lot of people are like, you know, very emotional about it. Yeah. I didn't have that reaction. Yeah. But I think also a big part of why so many people did enjoy it though, is like mm-hmm. when you think of Barbie, you think of this like ditzy blonde, yes. like you think of like something really like dumb. I know that sounds really bad, yes. but like that's what you think of like really cheesy and really like stereotypical. Like this is what women's supposed to look like. Yes. Blah, blah, blah. So I think the movie in that respect, like a lot of people probably went in thinking, oh, it's going to be some like, you know, yes. misogynistic kind of like, sure. like you know, oh, look at these Barbies. Yeah. They're so stupid. Exactly. Like, and then, and then they realized it wasn't. And when that That's happened, true. they were like, holy shit, like this That's actually true. had like more of a message to it than just like, you know, dumb Barbies. That's true. You Which know? also... You know, that's a good point because maybe that is one of the reasons why it's so popular because mm. I think this is my assumption is that it's made for people that played with Barbies when they were kids. Yeah. It's not necessarily a kids movie, although it is like you, it can be seen by kids. Yeah. But I don't think it's necessarily uh, meant for kids. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, there was definitely undertones <clears throat> where it was like stuff in there that's oh, for, yeah. for adults. There were some sure. jokes in there for sure for yeah. adults. And I think it's rated like PG 13, which yeah. basically means like it's technically for adults, but kids can watch it with parental supervision. Right. Yeah. So I think the, maybe the reason why people, you know, it, what it, it is seen as a very like progressive feminist sort of movie, even though I thought a lot of the messaging was quite, I don't want to say obvious, but very like standard talking points, essentially. Right. Like, oh, like Barbie, like you have that teenage, you know, angsty teenager that's like, Mm. fuck you, Barbie. You ruined everything. Yeah. And then I don't know. if Again, spoiler. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Sorry, guys. guys. We're just going to say some spoilers. Um, But then. So anyways, I thought it was like a very, I don't want to say low hanging fruit because that Mm. sounds like an insult, but it was more so to me, it was like a more of an, you know, just a very kind of surface level. Maybe that's also the wrong word. (laughs) Surface Surface level level feminism, if that makes sense. Like, no, not surface level movie. Anyway, but then I do think that what you say is actually quite a good point because Mm -hmm. I think a lot of, you know, women, generally just women and women's toys even and women's uh, interests are always, you know, dumbed down by society. We think, mm-hmm. oh, Barbie is just this stupid doll, yeah. <laughs> you know? So it was kind of nice. I, it is nice to see that it there was more of a meaning. Yeah, especially even for the the main character who is superficial Barbie. Exactly. You know, like standard Barbie or, or whatever. Uh, stereotypical she, Barbie. Stereotypical Barbie, exactly. And she's the one that kind of had a lot of growth within mm. it, right? And I do think, though, another reason, and we talked about this earlier, why it was so successful is the amount of money that they pumped into marketing. Oh, yeah, 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 of course. It has been marketed and, crazy. And the cast. Yeah, yeah. Come yeah. on now. The cast as well. But, like, even, even now, like, if you Google Barbie on Google... Like all of these little pink stars come up and stuff. Oh, like they've, yeah, they've, yeah. they've like, spent millions, yeah, millions. Like just so much money on marketing. <laughs> yeah. And also the fact that it's like a childhood toy that's like renowned. You know exactly, what I mean? Like, exactly. I think that all like. It all, all adds to it. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of people um, are, you know, very, uh, very touched by this movie. Mm-hmm. Which fair. Do you, did you feel touched? <laughs> I mean, there were there were moments. There was like one part, which I won't give away. There's mm-hmm. like a monologue mm-hmm. uh, by this woman that kind of talks about the intricacies of being a female Mm -hmm. or you know the the difficulties and the uh 
how women can never win kind of thing yeah. essentially i teared up during that that little uh that little monologue thing. is that when someone in the theater went woo yes yeah exactly <laughs> because i was like it's so true like women i'm sure men men have their own struggles okay yeah. i'm not saying men don't have struggles struggle is real <clears throat> gay men it's a different story okay struggle's real <laughs> <laughs> but for women you know this is the struggle that we can relate to so the struggle I think, is also real <laughs> the struggle is always real <laughs> So that part was quite nice. Um, but again, it was kind of even that even that uh, uh, speech, it, although it was good to hear and it, it felt very like cathartic, mm-hmm. um, it was still like quite it, it wasn't something I've never heard before. Yeah. It, that, it wasn't that, groundbreaking. It, yes. That's the term I wanted to use. Yeah. None of this is something I've never heard before. It was very mm-hmm. kind of like as, as long as you're in these circle or you're aware of feminist uh viewpoints and things Mm. like that you've heard all of these things before but at the same time do i think it was bad no i think it was a good movie i just think it wasn't like for me it wasn't oh my god this is life-changing yeah anyways what is the backlash daniel that's our review of barbie so what do you give it out of 10 um (laughs) solid seven probably oh god damn you'd be a harsh critic maybe eight i don't know because i'm like (laughs) i liked it i enjoyed it it's it's an to to me it was an, an easy watch Yes, it was, it was a cute watch. Yeah, a cute watch. It was fun. But I again, I just don't think that it was like a movie, for, at least from my perspective, that like, again, it didn't bring any new ideas forward. It didn't bring it. It wasn't like groundbreaking, you know? Which is so funny, though, but because to us, it seems so maybe surface level or whatever. But then the conservative outrage of it all. I know. So one of the arguments that one of my friends said is like, you know, a lot of... because. Other people have set the same criticism. I mean, it's not even a criticism. It's, yeah. Obviously, it's not a criticism. It's more like that's just how we feel about the movie. Mm-hmm. But um, <clears throat> some, basically, my friend was like, well, if you think that right now, like it's surface level arguments right now and it's very like obvious sort of feminist, you know, ideas. Yeah. And, and the conservatives are going this crazy over that. Imagine if we went any deeper. But then I feel like if we went deeper mm. and there was more like hidden. Uh, here's what my... Uh, Here's what I would say. I kind of prefer, this is my personal preference. I prefer movies where there's a little bit more of like a metaphoric Mm. sort of messaging rather than something that's just so blatantly in your face, in your face, like talking about the patriarchy and talking about like, it was very, just very obvious messaging. And this is just my personal preference. I like movies that are a little bit more like hidden Mm. where you have to find the hidden messaging and like, Oh, this me like, this is why I like, like parasite, for example, Mm. where it's not like, yes, it is kind of obvious, but also it's not blatantly being like this person's poor, this person's rich, (laughs) you know? But it's also, it's also those movies where there's so many undertones of messaging as well, where little things are symbolic. Exactly. That's what I like. You have to try to like depict it and be like, Oh, did it mean something? Is there symbolism as to why that family was living in the basement? Exactly. And then the movie's titled parasite, like they're living off this, you know, like you start to, you start to build all of these Mm -hmm. things where it's not like just so in your face, (laughs) you know, this happened and this happened and this is how women feel about it. And (laughs) you know, so yeah, there Um, there has been, there, I I don't want to say there's been backlash, backlash, but I definitely think, Oh, there's been backlash. Yeah. I definitely think like Ben Shapiro made an entire video, mm. of course, because of course he's, he did. You know, he is the way he is. Yeah. Um, I mean, he wouldn't even know. He doesn't even know how to please a woman. Okay, let's not even <laughs> let's not even go there, Ben Shapiro. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. People are just basically saying it's a man-hating movie. I think these people don't know how to s- like. They really think 
they were very surface level because it's like mm. I didn't think it was a man hating movie. They didn't see the the, yeah. the 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 actually it was a plea or not a plea, but it was like kind of there was undertones for both. You know yes, what I mean? To say yes. hey, either you way, felt bad for both of them at, exactly, and I think in different times exactly. And I think either way, the extremes were not necessarily good. Do you know what I mean? Like some, oh yeah, totally. Some party. It's interesting because you see the the Barbie world where all the Barbies are in power, and Ken's kind of an afterthought. Mm. And Ken mentioned when they went to the real world again, not giving away too much, but he was <laughs> like, he's like, I felt special. Like someone asked me for the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, actually yeah, yeah. people actually see me here. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of like both. It's it just showcases like. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, I feel like the movie, and I think it, they did it on purpose. Mm. Everything is very exaggerated, right? Yeah. So, which is another reason why it was very like in your face and obvious. Yeah. Um. Which is just, I think that's just like a director, that, that's just like a choice from the mm. director. And some people might like that, some people might not. Yeah. Um, clearly, a lot of people like it. Yeah. And also, some people hate it. <laughs> well, and you know what got me? Was it you that was telling me about how there were some guys on social media and stuff that are saying that Margot Robbie oh, was yes. like, what did they say? That she's... That she's mid. Yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck says Margot Robbie's mid? Way, I'm guys, sorry. If you're not a Gen Z, which neither of us are, <laughs> uh, and if you don't spend that much time on the internet... Uh, internet mid is basically the gen z term for like average mm. kind of yeah which i mean it's kind of obvious and i'm it. sorry but first of all the guys what? the guys <laughs> saying this yeah. let's see your pictures exactly this isn't yeah this was like a whole thing yeah. on twitter um i think before this movie even came out people were like oh my god like she's she's very mid this is margot robbie without makeup she's mid i'm like are you like what what are you on she's like one of the most beautiful I know. I'm like, people if, I've ever seen. I was like, if she's mid, I've lost all hope. <laughs> I'm sub. She's so like good looking. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm, I'm now below the sea level. Oh my God. God damn. If she's mid, it's I'm absolutely insane. And I know. Also, even just like having those conversations. It's like, why, mm. what is the purpose? Like, what do you, I think it's also Instagram brain. Yeah. Like we discussed. I feel like it's very much, we're so used to seeing exaggerated, filtered, photoshopped mm. photos of people looking like literal Barbies. Yeah. So a real person, even though she has all this makeup on and all this stuff mm. still seems mid. I know, which is crazy. It's just so crazy. Well, it's like they were saying, um, like on one of, I can't remember which RuPaul's Drag Race it was, but mm. there was a couple of the Queens that were like Instagram famous. And when they showed up on the TV set, Oh, they were like their makeup like was pretty harsh and it was like right because they'd done it for like Instagram like taking right, pictures for and the editing. lights like this exactly uh -huh. whereas like when you're on a TV set it's completely different and yeah. even the judges were like commenting on this one one girl's makeup and they were like um, just let you know like your makeup is very harsh like in this lighting right. it doesn't look good oh interesting yeah and so they had to like kind of soften it and learn to be able to like do it for the cameras because they're so right. used to like using the just filters just doing it for like the phone like Ex taking yeah. pictures yeah yeah well that's that's what they say a, mm. about a lot of uh beauty gurus as well like a mm. lot of people that yeah just do makeup tutorials mm. um a lot of people are like like you shouldn't even follow these tutorials because they're under this harsh lighting like this and bright light like exactly we are and it's, yeah. it's basically stage makeup mm. you know essentially because you know that's not what you would wear in real life and and the things that you can pick up on on the camera you couldn't pick up on on camera you can mm. see it in real life you can see the pores you can see you know all the little indents in your face yeah and then if you put on too much makeup on top, it, it can like exacerbate yeah. all the little... Do you know what always blows mm -hmm. my mind about makeup though? And especially like more so in the drag world, but also just in general, yeah. how people like, cause your face is only so big, right? Like your face <laughs> is, you know, that you've got a little bit of um, square, area. square footage, you know, on your face <laughs> and people can spend like five, six hours doing makeup. It's art, Daniel. But I'm like, I'm like, but there's only so much surface area. 
Like, yeah, what, are you, what but are you doing? Are you what doing if you were making? It's not about the size, you know. It's because uh, sometimes you make like little miniature. Like, it's about the details. It's not about the size, hey. <laughs> but I, I, it's a, it's the details. But I feel like if I'm, you're right. If okay, if it was like intricate, like really funky makeup, I'd understand. But if it's just like you're beating your face and making your well, you know uh, what I mean? first like, of all, n- no one is doing makeup for five hours to do just regular makeup. True. Okay, so like let's just put that out there. Okay. okay. Uh, and I don't even know how many people are actually doing makeup for five hours. I mm. would I would assume maybe drag queens are doing it for a few hours. Mm. I, I, I bet you it's not five hours, though. Maybe yeah. for the entire outfit and everything. God, it just seems like such but a long time. It is a long time. But again, it's art. Yeah. It's a painting. You don't rush art, Daniel. That's true. Mm-hmm. I you mean, know, you wouldn't know that because you're not very artsy. Mm-hmm. Thanks for that, Rose. <laughs> get, get those digs that, in while you can. Oh, I had um, to get that in there, guys. <laughs> You should have heard what he said to me before. <laughs> Rose is clawing back. Um, I, I do think that one day, well, it's like a, just randomly, I want to get a drag queen to do my makeup <laughs> just to see what I would look like. Why don't you try face. to do it yourself, Daniel? There's no way. I can, I, you know, I can barely put on like eyeliner or something, you know, like I, I, I don't have very like um, dexterous like fingers. So it's like hard for me to do like really, you know, what are they called? Like we like, discussed, you you know, you're, you're good at a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Artistic uh, endeavors, mm-hmm. not one of them. You also never told me. You remember you said, <laughs> Daniel, I'm going to make you dinner for something, helping me with something, and you still haven't told me what it is. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you later. You can't tell me right now? No. <laughs> it's literally nothing. It's just help. Guys, I just needed a man's help, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. I need a man's help for something. Oh God damn. So I asked Daniel, and then, and then he got scared. It's, I did. It's, <laughs> it's nothing crazy. It's very easy, Daniel, especially for a man. You should be able to do it in two seconds. Unlike me, you know, I'm just a helpless little girl. Well, you know, us men, we like to feel need- <laughs> feel needed, you know? Well, that was Daniel's favorite part of the Barbie oh, movie. Oh, it was classic. <laughs> it was classic. Because there was a scene, because Rose is always like, you know, you know, straight men, they always, you just have to like be a damsel in distress sometimes for them because they, they need to feel that like need, you know, like that they're needed. You have needed. to make them feel needed. Yeah. And that they're like a big, strong man, you know? <laughs> and there was like this whole segment in the Barbie movie where the girls have to go up to the guys and be like, oh, I forgot how to log into my computer. I'm so stuck. <laughs> I'll help you, babe. Don't even worry. Ken's got this. And it was like every, every two minutes, oh my God, help me with this. And it it's was like, so funny. and I was like, if it's in a movie, it's clearly like a, a thing. Do you know it's, what I mean? It's, like, it's most definitely a thing. Yeah. It's definitely a thing. Um, yeah. Men love to feel like, you know, mm. you need them. Did you hear about this story about Cardi B? Oh, I saw a video. I saw the video as well. Yeah. So Cardi B fan reports battery mm-hmm. after rapper threw microphone at her in Vegas. But then, okay, didn't she throw like food at her first? Yes. This okay, is, this is the thing. Cardi B fought back when a rude fan decided to fling because basically on the video you can actually see it, and yeah. they, it looked like it was like champagne or something, or some sort of a drink. Yeah, some sort of drink was like thrown on her while she was up on stage. Yeah. So obviously she lost it and was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I saw the comments and then the, everyone's like, I mean, she should know better than to throw something at Cardi B. I know. Like, like that ain't Britney Spears, girl. No. <laughs> that is not. Cardi B. <laughs> she will fight back. She will fight back. She's, <laughs> she, you know, she's from, I think she's from the Bronx or somewhere. Yeah, she's, she she's will like, fight back. She's from the hood. She she's is a like, strong, independent woman. <laughs> she is definitely. And she doesn't take shit from no one. So <laughs> listen to this. In a now viral video, Cardi B is seen retaliating quickly when a concert goer standing at the edge of the stage tosses up contents of a large white cup, splashing her face and soaking her orange swimsuit cover, uh, cover up as she performed her number one hit. 
She berated the individual as security retrieved her microphone and appeared to remove the fan from the show. Um, yeah. The video has 68 million views. That's insane. That's absolutely insane. Yeah. So I guess now she's being... Oh, the, the fan filed a police report for battery. That's bullshit, though. I'm sorry. That's a lot. Like, I'm, I'm like, you know what? At the end of the day, and there's kind of good that there's a video because people can see, okay, why did you throw your drink yeah. at her? Like, what the fuck are you thinking? Yeah, no. Not saying that two wrongs make a right, but yeah. like, if someone's throwing a drink at me and I happen to throw a microphone at them yeah. in retaliation, I don't think I should get charged. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Did she get hurt? Potentially. I mean, a, mic- <laughs> a microphone in the head would hurt. Oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Um, it says, uh, this trend of attending female artists sets just to attack them is disgusting. And I hope everyone participating gets that energy back. Okay. Somebody mm-hmm. wrote this. Um, and then a lot of, pe- a lot of people are on Cardi B's side. Yeah. Which, it looks like it. I mean, fair. Yeah. I, I kind of am on Cardi B's side. Yeah. I mean, honest. don't throw things at someone like yeah. what the fuck. Well, also too, like, I think these, these big events and concerts that these celebrities are doing, like, there's a, there's an element of danger involved, sure. right? Like you've heard about like these crazy like stalker fans that yeah. people have. And like, so when you're going there, obviously there's a lot of amp, you're excited, but there's also in the back of your mind, like this, you know, any situation can get out of control with that yeah, many people, that's true. right? And basically, uh, this is kind of what happened. And well, you know, this person throwing a drink at Cardi B, like, it's just like, don't do that. Like, yeah. what's wrong with you? Like, yeah. don't, if, if someone throws a drink at someone in a bar, like someone's going to get pissed off. Exactly. Like just, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And it's not like she went and beat her to pieces. Exactly. She didn't like. She basically did the same thing back, maybe with a slightly harder object. Exactly. <laughs> like obviously, I would I would argue if she pulled out a gun and shot her in the head, like yeah. that's a little different. That's like extreme. <laughs> then I can see why she would yeah. get charged. Yeah, the punishment has to fit the crime. Exactly. It has to like balance out. I think in this case, it's it. It was pretty balanced. Yeah. It ca- <laughs> she she threw what she had in her hand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not like she, if she had a, a glass of water in her hand, she, she probably, probably would have gone like this. Yeah, she'd be like, "Fuck you, bitch." <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I mean, I think the fans probably just trying to get some money, to be honest with probably. you. Probably. Yeah. But like, again, why? Like, I don't know. Just, just, just People have no life. Be a normal human being and not throw shit and just I, be, you know. Yeah. Maybe they want it to go viral. Mm, that's probably, well, mm, they've succeeded. Well, it worked. Yeah. <laughs> but nobody knows who it was, though. Exactly. It's a viral sensation, oh, damn, if you will. Daniel. Imagine. That's, that's how you go down in history. I threw a drink in Cardi B's face mm-hmm. and she, she threw a fucking microphone back at me. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. <laughs> so our next story, well, actually, Rose kind of found this story. I found what story? Remember the one with the the friends that all purchased a... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, are we going to open the article? Oh, God damn. God damn, Daniel. Yeah. So I saw this, like, going... I saw this on social media. Yeah. I think it was on Instagram. And it was basically this story, and I sent it to Daniel, and Daniel's like, we have to talk about this. Yeah. So basically, it's seven Chinese girlfriends buy mansion to retire and die together. So this group of women decided uh, that they are, they decided to buy a house, like a big, really nice looking fucking house. Yeah. And they're going to move in and, and basically retire together. Yeah. This is my dream. <laughs> so it, it, the, the reason it came up is because like basically um, over this weekend, I had like a bunch of people at my house. Right. I have like a roommate right now. I had friends, <laughs> I have friends coming and staying. So it's like a very, pardon me, full house. And as much as it's a little bit hectic, I like said to Rose, I was like, I kind of like having all these people around. Like yes. it kind of, I mean, obviously I'd want my own room because I was sleeping in the living room to yes. let my friends take the room or whatever. But I was like, it's kind of nice to have that like that feeling of just like having people around that you mm, know and like that's the thing yeah yeah i think the yeah mm-hmm. well i was telling daniel i was like i i like living alone 
But my idea of like a perfect situation would mm. be I live alone in my own apartment, but then like literally right next door are like my friends yeah. or like my family. You know what I mean? Just like people that I, you know, I'm close with my family, friends are close by. Mm. That's the ideal situation. Yeah. And, um, and I mean, I don't even mind living in the same household as long as, you know, you have your own like privacy yeah. and a certain level of, you know, your own space. Yeah. I think the hardest thing would be like what these, what these ladies have, are doing. Like, I think it would be fun to have this, like this space and it's a big house. Like it's, it's huge. 7,537 square shit. feet. So like each of them is getting like Has a thousand square. So, so it, they pre- each have basically an apartment. Like the size of your apartment. Yeah. yeah. Essentially. Um, that's huge. Mm-hmm. So basically they got a, yeah, 7,500, uh, square foot house in the suburbs of Guangzhou, Guangzhou, yeah. a major city in Southeastern, uh, China near mm. Hong Kong. And basically first it started out as like a joke apparently. Mm-hmm. And then they like realized like, Oh, you know, why don't we just do it? So mm-hmm. they like bought this place and I think they bought it before. Like, I don't even know if they're living there yet. But they definitely mm. bought it like before retirement to like get it all like set up. It looks so beautiful. Mm. I saw some pictures of it and it looks so nice. Yeah. And yeah. What a dream. I know. I think I think honestly, like that's one thing that's like starting to get missed in our society right now is like having that connection. Like community. We, exactly. Like we both live in condos, like me and yeah. Rose. And it's like I kinda know my neighbors, but I don't really know them that well. And like I literally know no one. Exactly. Like I think honestly, like if uh, what what would be really good is if a lot of these condos started doing like more like events and stuff to yeah. help you like meet other people in the building. Like how cool would it be if like you knew your neighbor next door or you could go knock on their door like, hey, fancy a bottle of wine? Or I think it's also just overall it's it can't just be fixed by that kind of stuff. But yeah, mm. you're right. Like those would be really nice. Yeah. But I think it's an overall kind of culture now, cultural shift mm. where we're taking, especially here in North America, where it's it was already an individualistic culture. Mm. And now we're taking that and like it's become the extreme. Yeah. So now it's like it's it's not normal for us to like knock on our neighbor's door and like do this and this and this. Yeah, or ask for sugar or something. Exactly. <laughs> you know, in the old days, they would just knock, yeah. go ask the neighbor for some sugar and some milk. Um. So yeah, I think especially people our age, mm. like our parents might, like my parents like know their neighbors like, like near them. Mm-hmm. Not that they like really hang out, but like they kind of know each other. They say hi or whatever. Yeah. But I think, and I guess if we lived in a house, like maybe we would talk to our neighbors maybe. a little bit more. But I don't know. I think it's just this cultural shift mm. where we're just used to not speaking to each other. I know. Well, the weird thing is like, I, I think I've said this on the podcast before. So like where my aunt and uncle live in London. Right. Every year at Christmas time, I think it's Christmas Eve that they do this. I can't remember if it's Christmas Eve or Boxing Day, one of the two, where they have like a, a kind of Christmas party where people can drop in and leave and come and go as they yeah. please. Um, and they invite all the neighbors. So like maybe you should do that, Daniel. All the neighbors come around. Maybe I will. <laughs> I think you should. Just invite people, like left, yeah. right, and center. Just like keep the door open. Yeah. Why not? Put a little note on everyone's door. You're like, invited. Yeah, we're having. A, I'm having a massive um, party at my house. Yeah. I think. Well, I saw this. Uh, well, the the more I live, <laughs> the more I live. The longer I live, <laughs> the longer. I realize that. Yeah. The uh, we're really getting to a point where we're all just very isolated. And, um, it's becoming very normalized Mm -hmm. and it's, it's a bit scary because, uh, I was, I was actually reading some of the comments under this post where people were talking about this whole story and God, like some of the top comments, I was just like, fuck, we have no hope. Humanity has no hope. What was the, what was some of the comments? It was like, oh, 
seven women living together. Good luck. Like, oh, they're, and then soon they're going to start fighting, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, first of all, not like other people in other dynamics don't fight. Yeah, exactly. Excuse me. Like, do you think like a man and a woman living together are not fighting? Or a man do, and a man, a woman exactly, and a woman? Exactly. Like, like this idea, I hate this notion that women don't get along. I, yeah. I fucking hate it. I hate it so much. I think it's such a fake sort of thing. I think most people will butt heads. Yeah. Reco- like, but women tend to have generally stronger friendships with other mm-hmm. women, which is probably why they might butt heads more. Because if there's no friendship to butt heads with, you're not going to fucking butt heads. Damn, so I hate the narrative that women are just catty and they fight and they're bitchy. Like, I don't like fight with my girlfriends. Mm-hmm. I fight with you more. That's true. We had a fight <laughs> right before this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we had a fight right before this podcast. <laughs> Daniel, we need to move on from I this. Know. <laughs> you don't want to come back to that. I don't. I don't. You, I you really, really don't. love to beat a dead horse. Oh, <laughs> I do. Um. Anyway, yeah. Some yeah. of the comments were like that. Some of it was like, oh, like sounds awful. Mm-hmm. Like blah blah blah. Like all of this. Like very uh, just. It, it it is an archaic. Like it's such an archaic view to just be like this particular demographic of people will fight more. And it's like, well, hang yeah. on a second. That's not necessarily true. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you're going to say, Oh, women are more catty. Women are going to fight more. Like that's just not, you know, people fight in general. Yeah. Like, uh, let me see if I can find so the annoying. comments. And it wasn't just about the fighting. It was like, Oh, you know, Oh, just like comments about how it's like sad or like, I don't know what it was, but I was just like, Oh my God, there's no hope for humanity. Yeah. I think people have this like very, I mean, there probably th- there was probably some comments about how, like, oh, like these women are just gonna live together, like blah blah blah, just like people making comments about the way other people want to live their lives. It's mm-hmm. fine if you don't want to live like this, like that's totally fine. Yeah, I think it's awesome. Yeah, if, you know, and it's I not think for some everyone. Of them, some of them have kids. Some of them have, you know, yeah, like they have, like they've had families. Like they're old. They've known each other for twenty years. It says. Yeah. Yeah, like a lot of them. Yeah, they were colleagues and. Some of them are closer than siblings. Yeah. So really, I think this might work better than, you know, some other dynamics because this is a very active conscious decision on their part, which is so different from the norm. Mm. So they had to like really make this decision without the influence of other people, which I feel like in other circumstances, a more traditional sort of uh, trajectory, which is, you know, I don't know, you meet your romantic partner, Mm. you get engaged you live together, you get married, you have kids. That's the kind of like plan that we're expected to follow. So I think there's plenty of people that just follow that plan without really like thinking about thinking about it. Yeah. Well, think about the people that like definitely isolate themselves more when they like end up moving really far to the city. Mm, Exactly. That's another thing. Living in this like little, you know, community by themselves, like all the time they're by themselves with their kids and with their husband. That's it. Yeah. And especially when you're older as well. Mm -hmm. That's another thing. A lot of people get older and their kids move away. Maybe they're divorced. Maybe they're not even divorced, but like they get really lonely. Yeah. Well, it's funny because a lot of people like selfishly, they want to have kids because like they want to, especially for when they get older, they're like, we want to have that support. That's that's a major reason for having kids. They're like, we want to be able to like, when I become a grandparent, I want to have like, I want to be able to be social and have that family connection. Um, when I'm older, so I don't like die faster and I'm alone. You know what I mean? Oh, like, damn. cause they say loneliness in old people is like a big thing too. Oh, it's a huge thing. But it's like, it's interesting because a lot of it's, it, it's cause I remember, Oh God, there was this advert in the UK that, um, Oh, what's Did the, it make you cry? It was sad. Oh no. It was like for Christmas. The, this one department store does like a really famous commercial. Oh God. Well, Harrods? No. Think, no Her- Fennet, Fenwick, Fennec. <laughs> 
Fenwick's or whatever. Fenix. No, is it? Yeah, I, I would look it up, but the um, department store. Yeah, it's a department store. No, it's like a really. It's common not Harrods. Ma- Harrods is like Harrods is a big department store, but that's not the one that does the commercial. Look up Fenwick. I think it's Fenwick. Really? F E N W I C K U K. Maybe are they the ones that, that have the commercials? I think so. Okay. So they had this one commercial with like this weird penguin and like some other stuff going on, and it was about how like old older people are like right. by themselves, and it was like a really sad commercial, and it was like the whole concept was like you know spend some time with your loved ones essentially, oh. but it's interesting because a lot of those older people that are in in homes now or like are being taken care of like a lot of them would have grown up in this traditional mentality of having kids and stuff. So I'm sure a lot of them, yes, maybe they don't all, but like a lot of them have kids that don't see them. I know it's actually really sad. So it's like, and a lot of, especially nowadays, a lot of people move away from where their family is. Like, you know, yes, it's more rare or not more rare, but like, for example, unless you're from a big city, like if you're from a small town or something, you like, you probably have to move away to get work or you go somewhere else. Maybe you live abroad. Like the world's become a lot more open in that sense. And, and then you wouldn't see your family when they're mm-hmm. older, you know? So actually having kids for that reason is, is it kind of not that great reason anymore? Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah. Especially anymore. Yeah. Cause it's like, you're going to be, you know, you have to make your own friends and form your own kind of like community as an older person, you know? Absolutely. I think one of the mistakes a lot of people make, which I'm sure it's, you know, it's easy to make this mistake mm. is they have kids and then their kids become their entire life. Right. Yeah. And that's like their entire point of their existence and Mm -hmm. then they they, especially mothers especially mothers they you know because they're expected to that's the kind of like social expectation Mm -hmm. um is that if you don't give everything to your children you're a bad mother like blah 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 so a lot of mothers especially Mm -hmm. i i don't think it's the same for fathers but maybe some fathers yeah um a lot of mothers will lose their own independence their own life so then and the problem with that is exactly what you said it's like mm-hmm. when kids grow up they're going to have their own families and we're not as traditionally living as even in those you know Asian countries that are still more traditional mm-hmm. they're still it's still shifting it's shifting yeah. so they're not necessarily going to live with you like your parents yeah. um when they have kids they're not going to be able to necessarily support their parents and their kids in this economy mm-hmm. like no way so uh so that's why it's so like important and that's why i think it's so great that these women you know in the age of retirement yeah are like fuck this i'm not gonna like sit and like die alone and be lonely yeah um sure i have kids but like why not be there with my friends that are basically Mm. like my siblings that i've known for a fucking 20 plus years yeah why not all sharing i think i I think i I, I love this idea i know i don't think i'd like it to all be in one house I like to have my own space, but I would love to like, for example, my grandparents are friends with this, this family that live in Costa Rica Yeah, and they have like a, a plot of land that they built this like kind of, it's like a fenced area with like a gate that you open yeah, yeah, up yeah, and yeah. stuff. And inside this plot of land, all of the siblings, they've built houses. Oh, I love it. So the whole family lives. And then in this land, they like, you know, they have fruit trees and yeah, all yeah, sorts yeah. of stuff. And like, it's a very like communal living space and literally like none of the houses are that fancy. They're like basic houses, but you just like walk two oh, seconds and you're at your cut. Like I love it. And all the cousins like know each other and grew up together. Yeah. Like it's just like a very communal like space. Yeah. So, and you could, you could do that with your family, your friends, yeah. like whoever you want to do it with. Mm. I think that's awesome. Like I actually really like it. And I think these people are probably going to be the happiest people, like th- yeah. those people living in those situations. And you're right. Like maybe I don't necessarily want to share like every space. Like yeah. maybe I even want my own kitchen, my own bathroom, like everything. Yeah. yeah. Which is doable. You can still do that yeah. and still have communal areas and communal spaces. Mm. And, um, but even like think yeah. about like this building, like imagine if everybody that you knew 
were you oh, friends with this all is my dream in, like all everyone was in living in this building i just want all my friends maybe maybe my my parents like the next building over <laughs> <laughs> like love them but like you know a mm-hmm. little, little bit further yeah <laughs> you don't want them to see all the shenanigans you get up to exactly yeah <laughs> so all the friends in this mm-hmm. building um like that would be so cool. I think that it would be a little dream. bit overwhelming though as well. Cause it'd be like uh, all the no, no, time no. there'd be things going on. Like it'd be like living in a dorm, but like we have money now Yeah, and you know, we have our own space. Mm. I think it would be amazing. I don't know why we don't make this more of like a thing. Yeah. Like this needs to be a thing. Yes. What should do you guys think? I know. Should we retire living? together at 60? God damn. Are you going to be able to, <laughs> are you gonna be able to retire with me Rose? Well, as long as we have our own space, <laughs> I know. As long as I can like yell at you and then leave. Okay. <laughs> perfect. Kidding. Perfect. Um, speaking of parents taking um, this. You know, this is funny because my mom was actually talking to me about this today. And this kind of ties into the story. It does. Yeah. So you read the title. Diary. So the, the title is Chinese parents are paying their adult kids to be quote unquote full-time children. <laughs> so this is my mom was actually talking to me about this. I think this morning. Yeah. So essentially I guess because again in this economy guys, and this yep. is not just going to be a problem in China. Yep. This is a big problem elsewhere as well. Young people are having a hard time finding jobs. Mm-hmm. And even if they find jobs, um, I don't know about this China story, but like yep. even if they find jobs, it's so hard to buy a house. Yep. It's so hard. Like we have friends that are living in major cities that are, that have really great jobs that yep. are university level educated and they can't buy a house. Yeah, and they're like, they're like they're like that's just not on the horizon for me it just doesn't make any sense so yeah. that's why it also doesn't make sense this whole like you know i mean and again we're we're normalized to it now like living alone and having mm. our own apartment it's very normal like you move out at a certain age mm. you get your own space and that's the expectation but then now we're in this dilemma where yeah. you know young people even though they have university degrees can't afford to live alone or yep. can't buy a place. Well, so this is where this story comes in. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's even, it even takes it one step further than that because it's like, you're right. Like people are, some people are getting jobs if they're lucky enough, but like, it's interesting to, to hear about, especially a country like China, which yeah. has been known to have this growing, exploding economy and like, you know, lots of opportunity from what we hear generally in the media and how, right. you know, they are on track to like eventually surpass the U S in terms of, of growth. Mm. But to hear that there actually is a very high, um, youth unemployment in particular. And this is a problem in a lot of different countries. Yes. Um, I was living in Spain for a while and I remember there was a crazy stat. I can't remember what it was now, but it was something like um, under 30. So people like under 30 that, you know, recently graduated from university yeah. or, you know, just getting into the workforce, the unemployment rate was over 50% in that category. 50%. So 50% of kids or ad- young adults were unable to find work. No, that's crazy. Which is insane when you think about it. And yeah. like, so I don't think it's quite as high in China. Well, it says here, um, in June, the unemployment rate for Chinese people aged 16 to 24 was a staggering 21.3%, an mm. all-time high. Um, with one in five Chinese Gen Zers out of work, um, the full-time child arrangement of earning a living wage for doing simple chores or hanging out with mom and dad can be appealing. <laughs> but also, you have to remember too, though, this is a privileged few because there's a lot of parents yeah. that aren't going to be able to afford totally. to pay um, these their children to hang out with them. You know, like... <laughs> Well, it's interesting because the, I was also, when my mom was talking to me about this, I thought, I thought like China was like growing and, mm. you know, China is like maybe where the U.S. was in like the 70s. Like, that's what I thought. Yeah. So I thought everyone must have lots of jobs, like blah, blah, blah. But yeah. clearly that isn't the case. Mm. And I guess they have a really bad youth unemployment rate, which is also a little bit like 
Is that surprising? I don't know. Yeah. The thing is, the thing is, I think that the thing that we have to remember with China, which I just kind of thought of, there's just so many people. There's just so many people there, right? Like if you think about it, yes, their economy might be growing. Mm. Yes. They might be like on track to surpass the U S but at the same time, there's just like so many people people there. You know why I thought, you know, that yes, that is the case, Mm. but I thought because like our gen, so this is like basically people our age, a little bit younger, maybe. Right. Yeah. And I thought, well, I guess it's, there's a bit, they're a bit younger. Yeah. Um, I still think I'm like fucking 25 apparently. So I know you do. anyways, uh. I thought that because they have that one child policy mm-hmm. for however long, uh, the, the population, the young people population is low. Mm. That's what I thought. Compares in comparison to the older generation. Yeah. So my, my thought process was maybe I'm completely wrong. My mm. thought process was, you know, this is like the working generation. So if there's, uh, less young people that mm. are working isn't that a labor shortage like that's what i thought yeah yeah, yeah. but clearly not clearly not yeah. <laughs> i don't know where my thought process was. It, it is wild though because obviously this is happening in china you have uh, there's somebody that quoted i like cooking so i cook lunch and dinner from monday to friday for my family oh my god one full-time daughter i guess they're still working right and my parents give me money without interfering with my life i'm extremely happy every day i mean that's cute it is cute but at the same time it's like i wonder if and when we're ever going to hit a breaking point because it's starting to be get yeah. ridiculous now. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're facing huge unemployment in like the youth. We're facing these rising costs. I was just talking to my friend the other day and um, they're contemplating, they need to get a new vehicle. They want to upgrade their vehicle basically. Yeah. But they're looking at used vehicles. They weren't even going to buy a new vehicle. And like they were saying like a used vehicle now, like even a 2018 year, like f- average cost is like $40,000. Yeah. I heard cars are really expensive. I'm right like, now. what the fuck? So cars are expensive. Everything. Houses expensive. are expensive. And then unfortunately for those that can- aren't able to get into the housing market, guess yeah. what? Rent's also skyrocketing. Yeah, so you cannot, you, you can't, can't get away from it. Like you can't win. So yeah, I mean, living with your parents sounds great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it makes more and more sense now. It does. Um, I saw this video of this woman. She was American, but she was saying how she's frustrated because she has young, she has kids like, you know, maybe 20, like early twenties or something, yeah. Gen Z kids. Yeah. And she's like, my, my kids are like well-educated. And like, I taught them, like, if you work hard, you can like succeed, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And they're having a really tough time. Like even, you know, rent is expensive. Like we yeah. said, like everything's so expensive. Buying a house seems completely like unreasonable. Mm-hmm. And so she's saying if she knew that this was going to be the way it was, then she would have done what the, who was it in living in Costa Rica? Like she would have bought a piece uh, of land right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. and just like invested money into like just building homes for the, for her kids. Yeah. Because like clearly going to school and paying all that money mm-hmm. is not necessarily going to result in you being able to be successful. Well, this is the thing we, that's what we've all been fed, right? Like even yeah. us growing up, it's like you go to university, you get a degree. And I think we were the lucky kind of generation. Yeah, yeah. On the I think cusp. so. we were slightly. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we were like a little bit ahead of that, but like the generation before us now or yeah. like, after us like the fact that they um you know and also we're in canada yeah. so i think we're a little bit like we're less extreme here exactly it is a little bit less yeah. extreme although it's getting pretty bad here yeah, too. yeah it is but like a lot of people now are getting and this was the issue in spain as well in spain a lot of people because also the you can pay low fees to go to university and stuff like yeah. in europe it's generally like cheaper anyway yeah. and so you can go to school for for quite cheap and people had multiple degrees there. Yeah. And were unemployed. Well there. Super well educated, yeah. but there's just no jobs or lack yeah. of jobs to support, you know? Uh, it's fucking crazy. It's so crazy. Yeah. So I guess Chinese uh, kids are just, you know, cooking for their parents. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. It's Whereas, just, you know, like usually back in the day, it was the other way around. Maybe you let your parents live with you. Yeah. And then they cook for you. Like your mom makes you food. 
and then you just like support them for the mm-hmm. rest of their lives and now like literally kids are not able to support themselves yeah like grown kids like we're talking adults yeah well and the thing is too the sad thing yeah. is some of these kids will get jobs but their jobs don't make enough for them to support I know, themselves which is so crazy like how crazy is that you can get a full-time job and yeah. not be able to pay your rent well, and back in the day, I was just thinking about my dad. So my dad is the oldest son in the family, which mm. in the Korean traditional uh, household, that's uh, the that's the person that takes takes care of the parents. Mm. This is traditional, okay? Yeah. So my dad was the oldest son, and my dad. So because my dad was the oldest son, he had older uh, sisters and stuff. Mm-hmm. And this is like back in the day, um, not everyone like had the privilege of education. So my dad was the only one initially that got through the entirety of university and everything mm-hmm. my aunts were not able to because my my grandma wasn't able to support my everyone yeah so but then my dad graduated university he got a good job uh my grandma lived with us until she passed away uh my i guess my mom was still working so yeah. my mom was one of the but usually in korean culture like my mom's generation a lot of women did not work yeah once they got married but my mom was still a working woman because she'd be a strong independent woman mm-hmm. you know so my mom was still working my dad, but then but then he like put my uh uncle through a fucking like university he paid for i think he paid for the university he paid for the wedding yeah like he basically took on that kind of role yeah because my grandma was like you know she's older now she's sick and blah 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 he took care of the grandma this was possible yeah and like you know we lived relatively decently like it wasn't you know that was possible and my dad was like at that time probably like like 30 (laughs) but that's that's the thing now it's like you cannot with like a regular not i'm not saying your dad had a regular job but like you know the kind of average or like you know you know he had a good job it was he was university graduated yeah and at that time again it wasn't as common to be university graduated right so obviously he had a little bit more of that you know uh, advantage yeah but I don't, he wasn't, he wasn't like fucking the making seat. millions. Exactly. <laughs> Whereas now though, to, in order to do that, to support a family, to, yeah. you know, support extended family, all this, like you have to be making a lot so of money. much money. Like yeah. you have to be like, I don't know, CEO or something. Mm-hmm. Millions a year. Maybe not quite that much, but like yeah, you like need to be. Yeah, like they had bought an apartment yeah. uh, before he moved here anyway. They had mm-hmm. bought an apartment. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like everything, like again, that was possible. Yeah. Well, it's like they say, like even even some of the shows that are continuing on now. There was a I saw a meme that was about the the Simpsons, mm. and it showed like the Simpsons um, household. And I think I, I I haven't watched the Simpsons in years, but yeah. Homer basically was a factory worker, right? Like he went to worked at that fucking True. high yeah, 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 danger yeah, yeah, yeah. factory or whatever. I don't think that Marge worked. I did don't, she work? I can't remember. I can't remember, guys. Tell me if she did or not. Was she a teacher? No. I can't Hold on, remember. wait. Let me Google. Yeah, Google it because I, I honestly don't remember her working. I think she was a stay at home mom. And they it, had, it, that would make sense because Simpsons is a pretty old show. Yeah. And they had three kids. They had a, a single detached house, two stories, like a freaking garage, a car, the whole shit. It says she has been non-working for most of the series. Yeah. She had several episodes where she may have had a job. But yeah. Like, yeah. But overall, in and out of like random That's jobs true. and stuff. And he was. But, but, but when the show started, because the Simpsons started in like the 90s or maybe even the 80s. I think it was quite even. Maybe even the like 80s. late 80s. Yeah. Like early 90s. Yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of period. And at that time. You could be a factory worker and buy a house and yeah, support yeah, yeah. a family. Whereas now there's yeah, no chance. It's so crazy. Yeah. There's no it's chance. It's so crazy. Yeah. It's so now it's insane. Yeah. So yeah, we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. We fucked. Uh, we may all have to just go live in a commune. Yep. <laughs> That's <laughs> where we're heading. What? Ironically though, that usually may result in higher levels of happiness because that's another problem, right? We, even if you had the money, let's say, 
to have your own beautiful place mm-hmm. and, you know, live this like luxurious life, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be happy. Exactly. So oftentimes you might be isolated. You might be living. Maybe you live on the fucking Hollywood Hills all by yourself mm-hmm. in this giant mansion, you know, like miserable as fuck. Like how many rich people are miserable? A lot of them. A lot. So that's another thing. It's like uh, something needs to shift, not yeah. just economically, but just like everything. It's like our the the construct of our society. It's the entirety of yeah, the society which, is so backwards. Yeah. Oh god damn. And the root of all the evil, Rose. <laughs> Capitalism. <laughs> god damn. <laughs> okay. Well, I heard about this story as well. Yeah. So this comes from uh, somewhat of my motherland. <laughs> the the yeah. The northern part of my motherland, yeah. North Korea. Well, okay, so I've known about this. Okay, so basically, it's about this North Korean defector. Yanami Parks. Yummy. Her her name is Yummy. Say it again, Daniel. Yummy. There you go. Yummy Park. Yummy Park. And she. Okay, so she became famous. Mm-hmm. Very famous. A few years ago, because she did this like speech. I can't remember where it was, mm-hmm. but it was like a big stage. It was like UN or something crazy. Yeah. She did this giant speech. Where she's like crying and talking about her experience in North Korea. Yeah. Now, I do, I'm not here to say that North Korea, <laughs> you know, like I'm not here to defend North Korea. Of course not. But I have a lot of issues with a lot of these defectors mm-hmm. because a lot of them, especially people that have become celebrities like this. Yeah. And so this is not a surprise to me, to be honest with you. Yeah. She was, it, it was always, there was always an element in me that was like, there's something off about this the story yeah. and this person. Well, this is what they're saying. They're yes. saying that her story, like, again, I don't is fabricated. Yeah. And they're saying that there's incentive or not incentive, but like for people that do escape. Yes. And they get this kind of fame. Their, their stories are kind of sens- well, sensationalized. 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 Well, let's think about it. Shall we guys? And again, let's put on our, uh, open-minded hats. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the thing is, obviously it's very, listen, North Korea is like South Korea. U.S.'s enemy. Okay. Yeah. South Korea, U.S. are on the same team, essentially. Yeah. So if somebody comes out of North Korea, escapes North Korea, and again, I'm not saying North Korea is good. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's so many negatives about North Korea. Yeah. But let's say the same thing about all these other countries at the same time. Again, mm-hmm. not equating the two. I can't. Th- <laughs> but I think a lot of the things that people sensationalize are made up. I truly do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there are many evil things about North Korea. Mm-hmm. But of course, when your enemies country somebody from your enemy's country where everything is sheltered and we can't see inside of it mm-hmm. comes out and uh tells some kind of story you want that to like they want it to sound as bad as possible mm-hmm. because you we forget that we are also fed propaganda yeah okay it's not just north koreans it's not just like uh fucking you know uh Iran. It's not just these countries that are yeah. fed propaganda. We are also fed propaganda by these countries, by the countries that we live in. Mm-hmm. Same with U.S. and same with South Korea. So of course, when when somebody comes out as like North Korea is the worst country in the, I mean, like, maybe it is, but mm-hmm. like when they come out with all of these sensational stories, that's going to be pushed, and that's there's going to be incentives, probably monetary incentives as well. Mm-hmm. And I've 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 read uh, I've listened to a lot of different types of interviews of people talking about this stuff, and I believe a lot of these defectors and their stories. They're never as sensationalized as this woman's stories have yeah. been. Yeah. And so there's a lot of inconsistencies in her story. She's that's been what on, people are saying. Yes. There's inconsistencies. So many. She's been on Joe Rogan. She's been on fucking all of these random shows. Yeah. And even before she started being pushed by the right wing people. Yeah. 
like people were even in Korea, they, they were talking about how like, you know, she, she's making shit up. Yeah. She's making shit up. Like, for example, she was on this Korean show mm-hmm. many years ago before she was like famous. And um, basically she told a completely different story about her life in North Korea. Yeah. Um, she is from North Korea. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it sounded like she was from a little bit more of an affluent family in North Korea. Yeah. Yeah. And so she didn't experience half the things that she's talking about. Mm. And anyway, okay, let, let, let's read some of this. So. Yeah. So, so the interesting thing that I find with this is mm. that's part of it. A part yes. of it is the inconsistencies, but the interesting thing I find with her, which I think is, is, is causing a lot of sensationalization right now Yes, is she mentioned about how, um, she's like very anti-woke culture. Yes. And this she, is the new thing. Yeah. This is the new thing. And this is why this story I think is resurfacing because she, and people of obviously the conservatives are eating it up because oh, she's saying the liberal side, she's like, we're going too far in the U S like, cause she's in the U S right now. I think, I think it was the U S yes. And she's she, in the U S. Yeah. yeah she, Warning that America oh is God. on the verge of a liberal dictatorship and that cancel culture in the uh, um, at U.S. colleges is the first step forward toward North Korean style firing squads. It's the okay. theme of her new book, While Time Remains. This is how I know she's full of fucking shit. Yeah. I'm sorry, but if you actually survive the shit you did in North America, uh, North Korea, yeah. how are you literally with a straight face saying that woke cancel culture mm-hmm. Is basically the on the way. Squads. Yeah. You guys, are you actually joking me? Like mm-hmm. if you survived what she's saying, like what are some of her stories? Like uh, you can get at public. Oh yes. One of the stories was like, oh, you can get like, she watched like a public execution, which they do happen in North Korea. Yeah. Okay. That's what I heard. That's so crazy. There are public executions, but she said, oh, it's because you watch like If you watch like a Hollywood movie, you will get like publicly executed. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of people debunked that and was like first of all even during the time that she was living there there were no public executions first of all Mm -hmm. so like already false something like this guys don't quote me on some of this but and the other thing was people were like yes there were public executions but it wasn't because they were watching Hollywood movies. Mm-hmm. It was like other things. Again, not justifying public executions, yeah, yeah, yeah. but not There's just like, so many like inconsistencies. Yes, and it's yeah. like, you know, there. so she was exaggerating so much. But if you were actually living through public executions, guys, mm. you're comparing that to people, to a bunch of college kids, like Woke talking about how we should uh, protect LGBTQ rights. Like, is that yeah. how... like? It's insane. And of course, the conservatives are just fucking, they are just drinking the fucking juice. Yeah. They are loving it. They're just injecting it into their veins. Of course. And then she goes on further to say, North Korea is not even this nuts, Park said in a 2021 podcast appearance. No, no, no. This woman, I'm sorry. I cannot. I cannot. That makes me so mad. Yeah. Like, and again, we're not talking, she's not comparing, for example, how bad, how do I say I'm not defending US that's yeah. not what I'm doing because the thing is there are legitimate criticisms that you could say being like um, for example the way that people live you know in a in a communist regime versus an extreme capitalist regi- regime yeah. whereas it may be completely different at the end of the day people still suffer you can make comparisons like this right mm. I feel like that's you know you can have discussions about yeah. how you, you know but but to say that it's like woke culture yeah that's comedic i know i but it's interesting because this is all coming out right right around the time that she's releasing this new book of course it is so like i think there's obviously there's there's some 
method to her madness. Well, she's she's doing a media tour. Yeah. She's been on all of these uh, conservative, like Fox News. She's been on all these shows. Mm-hmm. And she's like talking about this like woke stuff. And of course, she's being pushed mm. by these these companies that love this type of t- conversation, like mm. talking about anti-wokeness or whatever. Which is, God, you guys, these are grown-ass people talking about I, this. It's crazy. And you know, I'm also not a fan of people being overly sensitive and overly, yeah. uh, you know, you know, whatever, overly woke or whatever the fuck it is, okay? Mm. But I'm not going to sit here and say that that is the same thing as North Korean firing squads firing squads like yeah. are you actually fucking kidding and talking me? about how this is the direction that we go to become a oh my basically God. like north korea <laughs> like i mean if it wasn't so tragic uh you know i would laugh a bit harder yeah the thing is um if you want to actually listen to like real north korean defector stories mm. there are plenty of interviews on youtube that aren't sensationalized by yeah. like fox news joe rogan like all these fucking shows mm. there are so many amazing like interviews that are like super uh insightful um like one of the ones it's by uh it's by the youtube channel called asian boss which i love oh i love asian boss yeah and they do these like really they're still kinda, around right they're, they're still yeah, around okay, so yeah. they do like street interviews but they also do like sit down like in-depth interviews mm. and they they did one like many years ago where they interviewed three different north korean defectors that lived in south korea now for a few years mm. so they were like kind of like asking about their life in north korea and then like later on like how their experience has been in south korea and it's so fascinating because some of them had escaped uh, during there was like a big famine I think in the 90s mm. where a lot of people like died because they were hungry yeah there wasn't enough food so um, a lot of people escaped during that time because obviously like it's either you fucking escape or die right mm. like of hunger yeah, yeah. so you hear like all these horrific stories about like people dying of hunger and all these things and one of the things that like really stood out to me which again this is the type of conversation that I want to be having about North Korea versus other countries yeah it's like one of the things that stood out to me was the interviewer had asked all the, all three of these defectors. They were like, do you think you were happier in North Korea or do you think you're happier in South Korea? And like every single one of them said, I was happier in North Korea. Yeah. Which is crazy. I think I saw this interview. Because I think was a lot I told of it, you about it yeah. or yeah, we talked about it. I think I've seen it too because I, I do follow yeah, Asian yeah, boss. Yeah. And I remember part of the issue that they, and if I, if I recall correctly, they were just saying because like South Korea is so like... Um, not westernized but like it's, it's the like, other extreme it's like a rat race right like it's like it's you the have to, other extreme exactly. it's capitalism it's the extreme capitalist yeah. extreme and and people are like holy fuck like this is so intense yes yeah which i mean it makes sense and again mm. not saying one is better than the other we're just yeah. criticizing both things right so i think one of the things about north korea that might be uh because i also hate this notion that like everything about north korea is just like awful and evil yeah. and everything right there's obviously certain aspects of it that are somewhat better than South Korea. If mm-hmm. the three defectors that literally escaped North Korea says they were happier in North Korea. I think one of the aspects is the whole, they live a more like kind of traditional, like more community based lifestyle. Mm. And it's not as driven by, yeah, like the rat race yeah. and just constantly competing. And like, there's a lot of loneliness there in South Korea. People are very lonely and very depressed. Mm. So I think that's the kind of like uh, comparison that we can make mm. this woman. I, I, I cannot, I can't with this woman. Yeah. I, yeah, I no. <laughs> unsubscribe every time i saw her face on like fucking youtube it was mm. like oh like north i was like fuck this i yeah. cannot i just I, there's something about her i always fucking knew she was phony as shit yeah mm-hmm. anyway next story god damn, god so damn this, we got this lots be, of stories this be our last story of the episode oh, god. 
Oh, and this would be depressing the, as hell. I told Daniel he's only allowed to pick one doom and gloom story. Yeah. I assume this is the one. This is the one. <laughs> so I don't know that much about ocean currents, okay? Oh, I heard about this story. All I know is that they are crucial. They are fucking crucial for a number of reasons. And I, I think, again, I might miss some of the some of the reasons, but um, a lot of it is, if you think about how the ocean currents work, it, it, it moves like, you know, hot water mm. and it, it helps circulate the temperature. It regulates. It regulates temperature, but also it moves around nutrients as well, right? Like think right. about like the nutrients in the ocean that are floating around. It helps kind of disperse it around. Mm. And they were also saying like, this is why the ocean's... We cannot underestimate the value and how important oceans are because even they were saying um, how oceans sustain like, um, well, they sustain the earth, obviously, but like um, even like coastal environments, a lot of the nutrients that they get are recycled from the ocean, right? Right. And there's this whole um, current within the ocean that recycles like ingredients from the bottom as well and like bringing stuff all around and mixing it all around. Right. So anyway. Don't know that much about currents. <laughs> All I know is they're fucking important. You know a lot, Daniel. You got damn. Lord Jesus. I'd be a current currentologist. Okay, currentologist. You, you did study biology. I did for one <laughs> one semester. Um, so the Atlantic Ocean Current may could. Sorry, let me start that again. Okay. The Atlantic Ocean Current could collapse soon. God damn. How you may endure dramatic weather changes. I mean, we're already experiencing it. Mm. I saw. Yeah, I saw a bunch of videos about this and how it's become basically just it's just bad it's very it's bad. bad now this could be se- the fir- the very first sentence of the article <laughs> now this could be something to really worry about oh like we're not worried about as everything else yeah, as if we need another thing <laughs> yeah so they call it the atlantic Merido- meridional overturning circulation oh lord jesus amok by short amok um, a large system of ocean currents that carry warm water from the tropics into the atlantic ocean could collapse by the middle of the century or possibly any time from 2025 onward because of human caused climate change. Oh God. Possibly collapse. Yeah. So it would just like stop. I don't know exactly what would happen. How does that work? I don't know. Such a collapse could trigger rapid weather and climate changes in the U S Europe and elsewhere. If it were to happen, it could bring about an ice age in Europe What the fuck? And sea level rise in cities such as Boston, New York, as well as more potent storms. I mean, let's be honest, though. And hurricanes as well. I mean, Al Gore said it already. I know. And the inconvenient truth, he said basically, like, all of these coastal cities Mm. might be underwater. Yep. It could Uh, could also lead to drastically reduced amounts of rain and snowfall across the central and western U.S. So that's earlier studies about the Amok collapse drew comparisons to the scientifically inaccurate 20 a 2004 disaster movie The Day After Tomorrow, which used such an ocean current shutdown as the oh, I didn't know that was the premise of the film. Either. Have you seen The Day After Tomorrow? I have not. It's the one where like basically New York City like basically like becomes ice. And like it's like a it's it's about like extreme climate change. Yeah, Obviously, yeah, yeah. it's, ex- it, you know, it's not realistic. Well, well, who Isn't knows? Um, and then it says, oh, Lord Jesus, we estimate a collapse of the uh, Amok to occur around mid-century under the current scenario of future emissions. Okay, so mid-century meaning 20, like, like. Mid, so like that would be like, I think is mid-century. Century is 100 years. So it would be, so 20, be 2050. 50, yeah. But they said it could start as early as 2025. <sighs> it also says. 
The AMOC collapse is one of several dangerous climate, quote unquote, tipping, tipping points. points. Scientists say are possible because of climate change. Yeah, because we've already reached a tipping point. I can't remember exactly what it was, where it's basically like, uh, like it, it, we're basically fucked. Like it, there's no way around it kind of thing. It's just a matter of time. Like I can't remember the, <laughs> I can't oh, remember damn. the actual thing. It was so, like, yeah. We just need to live our lives and enjoy our lives to the fullest. You mean just fuck it all? And well, I mean, have we reached a point of no return? Like, are we all just going to be fucked? Well, I mean, (laughs) I mean, I don't know, Daniel. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's ways of, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, And okay, let's see if we, okay. The AMOC is a crucial conveyor belt for ocean water and air, which creates weather. Warm, salty water moves north from the tropics along the Gulf Stream off the U.S. East Coast to the North Atlantic, where it cools, sinks, and heads south. The faster it moves, the more water is turned over from warm surface to cool depths. The cycle keeps Northern Europe several degrees warmer than it would otherwise. So basically, it's like it's it's nature's fucking, you know, AC and heating unit. Yes. Okay. So this is like fucking mother nature at its finest. Yeah. And we have shit all over it. Yeah. <laughs> you can see all the currents here. It's kind of fucking crazy when you it's see all the like. It's absolutely insane how cool this is. I know. And it's also insane how much we fucked it up. Yeah. Because like our, our planet is, 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 it's a, it's a, it's a sensitive ecosystem. Apparently it is. And there's so many things going on. You have the currents, you have the rivers, you have the like weather patterns. You have so many different things Mm. that are helping support life as we know it on the planet. Yeah. And as we start to fuck with this shit. Which we have done for the last while. So it says using new statistical tools and ocean temperature data from the past 150 years, researchers calculated that the AMOC will stop with 95% certainty between 2025 and 2095. 95% certainty. Yep. So it could be in our lifetime. Easily. Yeah. 95% certainty? Yeah. So is there anything we can do? <laughs> so essentially, we need to lower greenhouse gas emissions. Yeah. Like severely. Like now. Like immediately. Yeah. Uh, which we're not doing. So basically, greenhouse gas emissions cause global warming, which speeds the melting of the Greenland ice. The melted fresh water entering the North Atlantic can then disrupt the AMOC, potentially causing major climate disruptions. When the increased meltwater from Greenland enters North Atlantic, it's fresh water, which is lighter than the salty seawater around it. This excess fresh water can disrupt the normal sinking of the salty water, weakening or even shutting down the AMOC. If the AMOC collapses, it can have far-reaching effects on weather patterns and ocean currents, leading to significant climate changes. So essentially, like, we need to, like, like stop greenhouse gas emissions. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, or, stop like, it. severely bring them down. Guys, are we fucked? Oh, my God, I don't know. God damn, the AMOC oh is going to collapse. The doom and gloom. So I just want to leave everyone on that no, positive note. That. You know, you know, of I course, love- you saved it to the end. I did, yeah. I thought it would be a nice one to finish with. Oh, Lord Jesus, you guys. We all doomed. Uh, <laughs> give us some hope, everyone. Somebody give us some some level of hope. Yeah. I don't know what to do. God damn, it'd be scary as People hell. still keep having children. Mm-hmm. People still be eating meat. People still be eating meat. God damn. I don't know. What are we supposed to do? People still buying super yachts. Oh, don't even get me started oh about my super God. yachts. Do we need to like go to Mars? Like, Is that the plan? And then kill that planet too? Well, the universe is infinite. 
We're like, we're, we're, the human race is like a cancer that spreads. We really are a cancer. We are literally parasites. Yeah. We are cancer to this planet. We're killing we our host. We are literally killing the host. Which is wild. Which is absolutely wild. And we are supposedly the smartest species on this planet, mm-hmm. which is also very ironic. ironic. Mm-hmm. Anyway, on that positive note, guys, we have no uh, happy news after mm-hmm. this story. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Savage Podcast. If you're not already... If you're watching on YouTube, give this video a thumbs up. Don't forget to subscribe. Give us some comments in the comment section below. Tell us yes. about, give us some positive news down there about yes. how maybe there's things we can do to prevent the AMOC to collapse oh, in the next like 50 years. Um, oh my God. I know. Fucking crazy. Um, if you're not already, obviously check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash the savage podcast and whatever podcast platform you are listening to us on. Don't forget to hit that follow button. Yes, guys. Oh, and we forgot to mention in the beginning is that we are doing a trip to Costa Rica in January. If Rose doesn't kill me first. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to see us bicker in person. (laughs) Then come to Costa Rica. It's going to be a great time. So there will be a link in the show notes or Mm -hmm. the description. And uh, you can sign up to come and do a little vegan trip to Costa Rica. We can hang out together, eat vegan food together, uh, talk about climate change together. Yes, we definitely can. I'm very passionate about about that topic. (laughs) And uh, cry together. Yes. That's the plan. That is the plan. So come to Costa Rica in Mm -hmm. January. Uh, We're actually going to Thailand and Bali in in a week. Oh, God damn. We literally are leaving. We'll kill Daniel until then. Yeah, we're leaving (laughs) this day, Monday, in a week. So guys, come with us to Costa Rica. It'll be so fun. And uh, we will talk to you guys next week. See you guys. Bye.